Hey, welcome to the DIY Musician Guide podcast. Uh, this is a, a a musical conversation, let's say, where Justin, that side, uh, and I, Mr. DJ Steve, um, we just talk about things that are kind of musically happening in our lives, but because of the pandemic, it's kind of threw everything all over the place, isn't it? So uh, it, does, but it doesn't stop things from happening. No, it doesn't at all. You know, it's just different stuff. Different stuff. This is episode 20, Justin. 20. We've done this, tw- I, I think every week, every two weeks, I say, oh, this is episode, so whatever, I can't believe it. And then, for it, it's 20. That's a, that's a good number. So, the special thing we've um, got planned this week is, uh, at the end of every episode, we normally do this thing called Easy Rider. But this week, um, Justin is um, is a bit of homework, since last time, has went and done a quiz just for me for the end. Haven't you, Justin? Um. Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> remember. <laughs> so, so luckily enough, I've actually done an easy ride for later on because I thought you'd completely forget. Um, we've got Ashley in the chat saying hello. Hey, Ash, hello. how are you doing? He put out a really cool video the other day. Um, on his uh, Endlings, um, YouTube um, channel. Um, and he posted about it in the DIY Musician Guide Club in the, in the Facebook group. So do check that out if you're in the group. I'll put that link in later on. Um, yeah, so I haven't actually spoke to you actually because normally we send a few messages here in between, you know, but between the two weeks, especially links of maybe things we can talk about. And um, we didn't send anything. Uh, we did, I haven't talked to you since yesterday, I think. No. What, what's happened? Yeah. Well, what's or not happened? happened? Or not happened? Uh, it's been full on, uh, like, Really full on. I mean, essentially, it's been the Easter holidays. Oh, God, yeah, um, Easter. I suppose so we should talk about Easter. School kind of stopped sending stuff to do, and the kids have been hitting a wall of uh, lockdown, the lockdown wall. Should we oh, say? Really? You know, they want to go outside and play? and Yeah, it's like a first, you know, they're getting a frustration. And I mean, I think. Families all over the country are probably feeling the same thing. I mean, you can do what you you try and do whatever you can. Walk around the block once a day, permitted government walk. Um, but it's not enough. They need changes of scenery and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's been a tough two weeks. Do you take them around the, the, the block with you? Is that what you do? Because... Yeah, because I, I keep thinking of kids. Just, I mean, have you got a, you've got a garden though? I suppose. You, you yeah, can they, do can that. they can run do the garden. That. But yeah. you know, they've seen it. They've <laughs> seen it like every single day for the past six weeks or how? Yeah, that sounds six like weeks, me when I when I go weeks. ice skating because I'm so bad at it. My excuse is um, to get over the fact that I'm rubbish at ice skating. Is that once you've went round, what's the point in going round again? But it's really because I'm rubbish at it, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'll just sit off now because I've done it." You know, while everyone else is doing it, kind of pure wet stuff. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just absolutely rubbish at ice skating. I can't do it. Skateboarding, I'm okay, I suppose. Although I was better as a kid, but now, yeah, weird. Funnily enough, you're not better as a however old you are. No, I I gave her up years ago. Um, because when I was younger, this is a weird segue into a different conversation but um i wasn't allowed a bike or anything when i was a kid um but i was allowed a skateboard 
which I think is way more dangerous, to be honest, isn't it? You know, um, but yeah, I was able to kind of get all right on a skateboard, but then not being on a skateboard for years, kind of you just lose those skills. It's not like riding a bike. Riding a bike. <laughs> it's not like riding a bike. Weirdly enough, um, it's just way more maneuvers and things to it. So I thought, oh, when I got back, I actually bought a skateboard a few years ago, thinking, oh, I'll be all right. Let's get back into it. I was awful. Couldn't do anything. I felt like my whole I, I turned into a robot when I was like skating on it. Could not do it. I got a uh, uh, mutual friend of ours, Pete, to try and show me, and I was just dreadful at it. Uh, and now it's just stored away somewhere. <laughs> Get out Jeez. in your little car park. Yeah, it's weird because yeah, because like, I suppose to go back on the um, the the lockdown thing is that we haven't really got a garden space because downstairs there's a guy. Um, Who's who's basically got like a little barbecue set? Oh, he's he's actually quite cool. Actually, he's just in his little path, his little path outside his house. You've seen where we live. There's like two houses on the side, and one of them has got um, a little barbecue area. It's it, it's right down below my window where I'm sitting now. So every like nearly every night, he's got his barbecue out there, and the smells are coming up, and it's amazing. But I can't really go out there because obviously social distancing and things. So when we go out, we normally just walk around the block. I, I get too, I'm too anxious. I was talking about this the other day on the on the live stream on Tuesday. I get really anxious going out. I can't go out for more than like five minutes. Um, and I want to, but as soon as I do, I feel like I'm being kind of like, I don't know, trapped or something by people. And I just want to go back in. But I think I've always been a bit, I've always had an element of that anyway, where I'm not really a going out person. But now when I'm going out, like there's someone on that side, there's someone on that side, and I'm forced to the middle, and there's someone coming there, and I'm like, uh, uh, and people aren't following the, the 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 distinction rules. Is it harder with kids when people are coming towards you? We never see anyone. Where ever right, really? But wow. like we go out fairly early in the morning, so mm. people are probably still asleep. Early you know, is better. Not not like five o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, kind yeah. of eight. Nine o'clock, something like that. But we, no, we never see anyone. No, it's, ever. It, it, what about sh when you go to shops? So, how are you in shops? Have you have you been going in uh, Tesco or anything like that? I haven't been to a shop for well, I don't know six weeks. Really? Wow! So you get you getting your wife to do it, or you yeah, send her out. <laughs> because um, the issue I've got right, you obviously. You queue outside, that's fine, and everyone's at like the two meters, you know, apart. But once you get in, there's arrows on the floor to tell you, you know, which way around the shop to go. But nobody obeys them, so I'm going down like, you know, the, the I want to get to the bread, but the bread's in the third aisle, so I'm going down the first aisle first, just in case there's anything I want, and I'm like sneaking around, a sna Nokia snake, <laughs> going around like that. And then there's a woman coming towards me. I'm looking at the arrow, and she's coming the opposite way of the arrow, and she's looking at me like, get out my way. And I'm like, look at the arrow, obey the rules. You know, I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> That's like a whole new social, you know, uh, rules that you need to obey. Yeah. No, I've not uh, come, up, come up against any of that because I've not really left the house that much. Um, But yeah, I, I want to kind of bump heads with that because... There you would be that? there would be tutting. Oh. <laughs> That's what we English are really good at. Really? Like queuing, I suppose. Queuing is not as 
I don't know. We were not as good as queuing as we were in, say, the 80s and 90s, I think. I think we got really bad at that now. But tutting, oh, we can do a tut. It's like... Sigh. You know, like a, I, I was in a queue in, in a home bargain the other day, and it was a queue that went around the car park in Penny <clears> Lane. <throat> um, and some guy went to walk straight in. He didn't see the queue. And there was just like, let's say, a Mexican wave of tuts. Yeah, an audible. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard it from here. <laughs> it's like, Something what like... is going on? But it's true, but no one will say anything. They'll just go and then look away because they don't want the confrontation or the conflict. But they'll make an audible tut. It's a very English thing. Oh, I don't know if you get that in anywhere else. Uh, I'm uh, sitting here right now, feeling <laughs> the tuts. Just, I, I want to tut. <laughs> uh, we've got. Let's, let's go through some of the comments. Uh, Ashley says, "95 uh, percent uh, of the time I've spent ice skating is remembering how to ice skate, and the other five percent is getting the skates on and off." That's true. Um, I had to wear when I. Because my wife's pretty decent at ice skating and stuff like that. So when I go, I just end up going around once, then sitting off and just watching her. Um, but I have to wear like three pairs of socks because the the boots really dig into my uh, ankles. When was the last time you ice skated? Can you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I think it was, uh, I, I don't know, I must have been about 13. Wow, let's go, Mark. Um, and it was a Doncaster. Do you know where that is? I, I know the place, but I couldn't. I couldn't say where it is in the map. I'm not saying you know where. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. oh, you mean there. Yeah. And the reason I remember it is because it was um, like two little rinks, but they were at different levels. Yeah. And it had like a slope in between them and you, you went down the slope and you could skate up the slope on the other side and everyone went round. it was quite fun god and, uh, wow and so that was about what 20 25 years ago yeah. because every other ice rink i've ever welcome to the diy musician guide ice rink <laughs> conversation. ice rink special Ice rink special during the lockdown. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, but it, it, yeah, I guess it was the last thing to say about that. I, I didn't know there was a, a variant of the traditional ice rink, which is like you know just a round rink. Neither did I. Because normally the the kind of doubly doubly is that a word? Doubly used for you know um, ice hockey. Yeah. So so anything out of the norm would be like, well, you can't use it for that. So less money. I don't know. Anyway, whether, whether it's still there, I don't know. Uh, uh, the only other place I've been ice skating is Bradford. Oh, Bradford. Okay. Yeah. You've been ice skating all around the world. <laughs> all around. Like where on Yorkshire. earth is Carmen San Diego? South Yorkshire. <laughs> West Yorkshire. This is educational. Okay, we've got uh, Tristan says. Tristan says yes. That's how it is now. I'm guessing about the lockdown, uh, not about the ice rinks. Uh, Amy jumps in and says hi all and he's also said uh, hi Mr. DJ hello QB View is in the house hello and uh, Ash has said round my way there's no fear of confrontation bird song has re been replaced with two meters mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'd, I'm okay it's like if it's a someone with like this morning I went out um, to go to uh, the shops and there's a guy coming with like a trolley with trolley um a pram with two kids in might as well be in a trolley and i went out the way for him you know I'm, i don't mind that it's but i feel like there's some people 
and it tends to be in my experience the older people who who are tutting like when they see me like i have to go out the way and i feel like i'm doing them a favor like i am going out the, i'm going over the road and then you're looking at me like you think i've got the virus or something like that and i'm like whoa no i'm just social distancing that's just what we're supposed to do no that's going to be one of the negative things from this i mean there's obviously going to be lots of negative and lots of positives as well mm. um i think a positive is people living differently and kind of working together or being engine you know clever with what they've got that kind of thing but i also think there's going to be some social anxiety and social you know mistrust yeah going on as well um you know you certainly have that when you're out but like i say i never see anyone out there for all i know it's like 28 days later i suppose it's like i went out early this morning and there wasn't that many people out and i was able to get in the shops fine but if you because it's a friday uh, when this podcast is out um it, later on it's going to be busy because everyone yeah. will gear enough for the weekend um it was supposed to be record store day tomorrow saturday um, and obviously that's not happening because of all of this. But BBC Six did an interesting thing where they said, they, they did, I think they would call it like mail order uh, record store day or whatever, where they were getting listeners to jump in, like ring in and call in, text in or whatever. Call in. No one's calling in at radio station nowadays. But with a song that they would mail to people, you know, in this time. And I thought that would be a good idea for like the, us and the chat. So if you... Think of a song that you think would be a good idea to send to everyone at the moment, or it might be a, one of your favourite songs, and, you, and you've got a good memory about it. Um, put that on a chat, and we'll we'll talk about them. Um, what about you, Justin? Just to throw that, yeah, can you think of a song that you know you'd really like, or you think would be really helpful at the time, or maybe you just got an interesting story? You think you know what? I really love that song, and I want more people to hear it, or it'd just be a joyous song for everyone to kind of be listening to. I'm living very much in the moment um, with regards to songs. It's kind of like building a, it's almost like a, a soundtrack to, um, I don't know, lockdown, lockdown soundtrack. And by lockdown soundtrack, that will be the theme of today. Uh yeah. says, what's the theme? Uh, well, we'll talk about that. And um, if we want to swerve it into any kind of DIY kind of um position we can do that as well well i mean the <clears> thing <throat> is i've if i've got anything it's time <laughs> so it's like being listening to albums full albums and listening to them multiple times yeah yeah you know, i'm in no rush to do anything so i've got to know certain <sighs> artists like really really well and it's been quite cool can i interrupt you there because um ashley just come in with the best name for this Quarantunes. Oh, it's really, <laughs> <good. laughs> really good. Oh my gosh. Uh, I actually, actually great because on the live on uh stream on Tuesdays, we have a section where I've just started calling Ash's Stash. Um, because he's really good at recommending music that like I like that you'd probably like as well. So, god, he's just he's coming up with so many good things here. Quarantunes, I'm obsessed with that. That's just, that's fantastic. Um, and he said the new Fiona Apple um, Apple album is a, is a treat. And everyone's gone about that this morning. Yeah, I um, heard about that yesterday as well. I don't know why. Yeah. Was Come it like a, an injection in 
everyone, everyone start talking about it. Yeah, it just feels like that. Um, the bolt when, cutters, I don't know, or something like that, isn't it? When did it I come remember. out? I think it was today. Um, same with Ed O'Brien's album, which was out this morning. Really? Yes. I thought that was out like six months ago. No, he's he's been pushing that for you know the proper old school um, release system. Um, yeah. I listened to the first few tracks. And the ones that, well, the first two tracks and the, the ones I already know, they were track one and two. I don't like that. Um, here's a good thing, okay, especially if you put music out, guys, right? Here's, a, here's another theme to talk about. If you've put tracks out before, do you think it's a good idea to have those tracks out first on the album? As in, like, if you put two singles out, do you think it's a good idea to start your album out with those two singles? Because I, I always don't, I would say I don't like that. Because when I get a sneaky listen of uh, like an album or something like that, I feel like, oh, I can't actually delve in. I'm just listening to the singles. It's like when Radiohead, uh, with their latest album, they put Burn the Witch out, and it, it was first. And that just disconnected me from the whole album in a weird way. And I don't know if it was because it sounded differently, because it was also, I was going to set up an alarm today uh, about Radiohead, but my first mention. Um, but it disconnected me from the rest of the album. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a recording thing or the fact that that single's been out. It just felt odd. I think back in the day, track nine, I think it was track nine, it used to be the single of albums. I, in my experience, you know, that's just a weird thing for me. But track one and two is odd. Do you, what, do you, is that weird or is that just me being strange? I, th I think it's implied psychology that you sort of, put into it and, and overthinking it. I think I, I get you. I understand yeah. what you mean, but there's hundreds of albums where the first track is the lead track. But if you think about it, okay, like I'm thinking about the first track, because you can have a really good opener of an album. That, that I think that's be a more single. important. Yeah. You know, but it's, if it's, it's a big, like massive single, I think there's a tendency for it feels like it destroys the album for me. It feels like in a weird way. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally just, there's a stream of consciousness talking. So I might, you know, someone might say something in the chat in a minute that blows me away. Um, but, you know, when I think of how an album has been crafted and I think of it, like if it's a, co I suppose every album doesn't have to be a concept album. But if you, if, if it's not just a bunch of singles, you know what I mean? I don't want to think of an album as just a bunch of singles. I want to think of it like someone's thought out where these tracks will go on, uh, you know, on this playlist. You know, when you make a really good playlist and you have a good opener and then, like, you chill out a little bit, it's chill out in the middle, but you bring them back. If you start off with one of the biggest singles, it's like, I want, you know, you've, you've, you've done too much too soon. Yeah, but a opening track, in many cases, not all cases, is mm. uh, an in-your-face. Yeah. You know, I'm here kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, which also are strengths of singles. That's true. So, you know, the two kind of sit well together. Can you think of any albums that started off with a great song that wasn't a single? Or can you think of oh, Airbag wasn't a single, was it? Off Oka Computer? No. I know it, they had an EP, Airbag on My Driving EP. That was like, and then Radiohead did, did that. But it was such a good opener. And when you listen, you think of Oka Computer and you, you play it from airbag, you've got to play the whole album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, what's that? Coldplay. God, I stop mentioning Coldplay. Um, that's the only one like parachutes. 
Is that the album name? It's the first album, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first track on that. What's the first track on it? Um, beautiful. Is that not that one? Yeah, let me. I can't remember. Someone in the chat will be. Uh, I've got it here. Oh, it's Don't Panic. Don't yeah. Panic. That was a single, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. It was only two minutes long, two minutes 17. I don't remember it being a single. I know. Yeah, I do remember the song, but I don't know what it is. It's like it doesn't really mean anything, really. It's just like it just comes to me if if I see the like all the singles are the first tracks on an album, it feels odd to me. It feels it makes it uneven when you, I suppose you've got to be a fan of the singles first. But when I get to the album, I'm like it feels a bit top heavy. Okay, let's see what the chats say. Um, Probably all say shut up, Steve. So, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's just me with my weirdness. I'm weird with things. You know what I'm like? Everyone listens to me on the, the Tuesday stream talking craziness about the way I think about music in that way. Uh, so, yeah, Ash it confirms that Fiona album, uh, Fiona Apple album is up today. Uh, Amy says, you need a song to support everyone, like a text with meanings. Uh, so that's with the, the quarantunes, yeah. Um, we'll get back onto that in a minute because I'm trying to think. All I can think of for that, the first song that comes to mind is Sound and Vision by David Bowie. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a happy song for people, but it's so much it's like a song that has multiple layers of like, you know, the lyrics meaning something about technology and all that. And there's more layers of how it was recorded, so you can look into that. But I've also got a memory of when I was at a rehearsal room years ago. Do you know the one we used to have the big giant Santa in? We used to oh, rehearse. Oh, yes. Of course you remember that one. My dad came round and had a go with the drums. He's not a drummer, he was terrible. But I was playing Sound and Vision, and I just got him to play. I used to just got him to play that drum bit, which was like doom, boom, 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 and I was doom, boom, doom, that riff on top of it. I just, I've got a good memory of that, and I thought, well, that that's the first song that comes to mind of like sending out good vibes because it's good vibes from me, good vibes from me, and good vibes from you. Yeah. <laughs> that big Santa was something else, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, Do you remember that, that time? Weird. I don't even remember that. I've I've got a video about it. I've got a video like a montage of you know that this is going back fifteen years or something actually. So we, we used to be in this rehearsal room, guys, and uh, it was above like a, a bed shop or something maybe. A yeah, it, shop. It was like an old tanning salon. Was it okay? Well, yeah. um, it was like a third of it was just filled with like wicker chairs and this giant Santa. And one of the times, it was really huge. You could like stand behind it. And so one time I've got it on like a video, which is like, what, two frames a second or something. It's back in the day when you didn't have phones. And I I waited behind that Santa for ages for you to come in and I turned the head around. (laughs) But I don't think anyone got onto it. It was just like, oh, oh, the Santa's moving. Oh, it was a weird. Remember we we spent a long, well, we spent the night there. Uh, Not in that way. Um, but <laughs> I just stayed up playing cards, and then one time we kind of cleared it all out, all the chairs, and then the next day we had to move out because we got into an issue with the the guy who managed it. <laughs> Not it, our fault. He was it, nuts. Uh, all the locks got broken off. Yeah, and they tried to blame us. Yeah, weirdly enough, yeah, came up and I'm like, oh, "What's going on there?" I was like, "I don't know." It's like, oh, we're, we're worried we haven't got insurance. Maybe we shouldn't go into that. <laughs> Um, yeah, then, yeah, we bailed, which was probably a good thing. <laughs> it was good because then we went to a, a way better place. Yeah, um, rehearsal le- rooms is a, a good topic place. to talk about, actually, isn't it? At some point, it's a really good topic to talk about, like the different types of rehearsal rooms we've been in. 
Uh, Ash says, ha, that's what I've done. Oh, this is what he's talking about. It's singles on his album. Oh, dear. And I prefer it that way. Okay, we're seeing a different viewpoint. I don't like singles being late in the album because I think they fall away from the context more. But if you're coming, it's a weird one, isn't it, though? If you're coming to the album, it depends what you're thinking about the other tracks. You know, it, 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 it depends where they sit right. If they sit right at the top and everything else flows really well, that's fine. But I suppose I'm like old school with like the, I mean, what was, I don't know why I'm keep thinking about Radiohead, but um, it's, I'm doing it more than you this week. Where does Just Fall on Radiohead at, on uh, the bends? The like track know, like nine or something? Five, seven. Isn't it? Seven. Yeah. It's like three quarters in, there's like the, the big track. Imagine if the Benz started with Just, and it's but that starts with Planet Telex, you know? Yeah. Or uh, let's talk about some you know, Beatles albums. Uh, what does Revolver start with? I think it's uh, Taxman, and it just it's the uh, one, two, three, you know that riff. Imagine if that was somewhere else. It's a really good starter. Have you got to think of what is a good opener for your album? Ugh. If if that track was anywhere else, then oh, that album just <laughs> just good for it. You might as well just burn it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does. Yeah, it does matter. Um, what matters is the story that you're trying to weave. Yeah. With you know with the way that you're putting the songs around, and you know the experience that you want your listener to have. I think uh, Ashley agrees. If the album is good, it doesn't matter either way. No, it totally or, doesn't. Or if you make it too top heavy, or it's the opposite. It's like there's not too much at the start. You might not get to the, the singles. You might not get to the tracks. Do you know well, what I mean? It's not like a, a ba- how many films have you ever walked out on like, um, at the cinema? I, I have walked out of a few, but the last one I can remember was the first. Because I never have. Oh, really? Never. Wow. The last the last one was the first new Godzilla movie. No, was, no. Terrible. So I've never done it, and the same goes for an album. I'd, I'd never, like, listen to it and then just give up. Have you just joined in the chat, by the way? Uh, Dave <laughs> just joined the chat. We're talking about, um, well, we've got a couple of themes running on, and this one we're currently talking about is, um, should you put the, your singles at the start of an album? Or do you, do you think that's a bit too top-heavy and maybe they should be littered within the album? Or just general thoughts on that. And the other theme of today is um, because it's Record Store Day this weekend, um, BBC Six started this thing where they were talking about what song would you send out to people since we can't send records out, you know, that kind of thing. What song would you send out with some good vibes? I said Sound and Vision by David Bowie. Um, Justin's in the back of his head thinking about a song. Or I don't know if you said one. Oh, and John's in as well. John's as, uh, John's in as well, yeah, to um, chat about that. Um, we've got another comment from Ash. I love getting to the halfway point of a new album and the singles are all out the way and the second half is so alluring because you've no idea what's coming. That's interesting because you think about it. Older albums didn't even have the singles on them. Well, like Abbey Road. Yeah. Um, all, all the Beatles albums didn't do that. Um What's the, what's the new order album? Um, oh God, what's it, what's it called? I'm just using Spotify that no one can see. It hasn't got the, the one that hasn't got Blue Monday on it. Yeah. Um, why? Have, I'm gonna scroll all the way down. 
Uh, yeah, Power Corruption and Lies didn't have uh, uh, Blue Monday. I think it just couldn't fit. But, you know, I always expect the album to have the singles on. You know, it's odd when it doesn't. But yeah, it, it, back in the day, it didn't. So when you were buying the album, you were buying a collection of other songs you might like by that artist. Yeah. I suppose as well, they might have thought it was like, it was a, it was cheating or because you were double dipping because you'd already bought the single. You go out and buy the single and you don't, and it must have felt like you might have been ripping people off if you put the singles on the album as well because those people have already bought them. Yeah. I suppose that's, that's why you had to give the singles a bit more weight by having B-sides on them. So they'd buy them as well. I love B-sides. Yeah, me Remember too. Them? I love B-sides as well. They were great. They were the, like the snobby thing for us to talk about in the in the schoolyard, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. have you heard that B side? <laughs> Radiohead B sides are amazing. Yeah, I once got a like a bootleg version uh, that someone had compiled back in the day of all Radiohead B sides and put it on on a CD, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you're right. I, I I remember back in the day as well, the Oasis B-sides were really good. Like, every one of them just knocked it out of the park, and then they made the Master Plan album, which was kind of annoying because I'd already bought all those singles. But yeah, same. I, oh God, B-sides. You can't really get B-sides now. I suppose you just end up like, oh, these are my tracks on my Bandcamp account or something like that. Or you know, For me, or... that's like the saddest thing that has, has died off. Yeah, the B side because it it was an opportunity to put a song out that was a bit more risky. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a bit more um, experimental because yeah, yeah. Because yeah, nowadays they probably don't have as much room for experimenting because no. of that. Well, you can just do it. You know, just release it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I suppose you just release it. Doesn't cost anything, particularly, you know, in the same way that it used to, where you're having to do CDs and vinyls and what, you know, what have you. Um, but like, you know, these days you can just sort of release them. But it, it, they definitely felt more special. Yeah, you know, the the secondary tracks. Kind yeah, of I remember going going. Everyone always says the same thing: getting on the bus to town. Going to like the likes of HMV or wherever, um, and going to buy CDs, and they try and double dip you by having uh, CD one and CD two of a single. Yeah, and, they did. And a lot of the times, like, like some it's like Manic Street Preachers were like this as well, where they'd have like some B sides on one, and maybe on the second CD, they'd be either a live track as a B side or a remix, and you kind of like you still wanted both. But if you could only afford one, you get the one with the, the new songs on it, and then, then you'd probably go back next week. But I think buying two CDs would count as uh, two points for the charts. So that's why they started doing that, to get you kind of like up the charts quicker, uh, which is uh, yeah, it's didn't clever. Re- didn't it's even clever, think about it? that. Really clever. You know, because back in the day, it was just like, oh, the publishers can't fit them on one CD. Yeah, no. it's it, it, yeah, There was definitely a plan and action. Let's uh, see what else. Ash has said um, the first two tracks on Hounds of Love and uh, I'll run up the hill and the title track. Yes, okay. The, I, I'm not saying this is a rule. That and that's 100 percent an exception of the rule because that second half of the album 
is amazing and you will wait to get to that album. That's one of my favorite albums. Say so I normally have that on the wall somewhere in here. I love that album. Um but, but yes, that's the definitely next one. half an hour just picking apart your <laughs> theory of top heavy albums. Top heavy albums. Um yeah. It's it's an interesting discussion though. There's sometimes like there's definitely been times where especially with that Ed O'Brien album, I wanted a sneaky listen to it. Um, before we went live, just so we can say, oh, well, you know, I little listened to what my thoughts. And the first two tracks were the singles. And me being weird, I can't skip those tracks and go to the third track because I want to listen to it as the album was intended to flow. So if I'm going straight into track three, I haven't took into consideration the context of track one and two. I sound so completely anal about this now, but you know what I mean? It's it's my fault for not having enough time. <laughs> Um, uh, Amy says lol about COVID-19 and then just kidding I'm guessing that was about a track to send out to people (laughs) send out (laughs) COVID-19 maybe don't send the virus I know Dave said hello Um, uh, John says would you like the listener to listen to all your songs yeah that's why we make them definitely um so, oh yeah, and this says, what's the best way to do this? Oh, right, okay. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because you have the familiarity of the, the track you've just put out. So it goes, oh, I like that track. But I kind of, it, it depends how you were making the album, putting it together. Like for me, I suppose I'm trying to make music based on a book. So obviously themes are going to come in certain places. It depends how you how your thought process is about that music. You might just go, oh, it sounds better in this in this order. It is. Um, I I like the topic because I like thinking about I think the it's way important. albums are constructed. Yeah, you know, it's quite cool. You know, they they do they follow very similar paths. Um, especially like you can tell artists have a certain way, bands have a certain way of doing it, and they stick yeah. to it on every single album that they do. Radiohead do. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, they follow very similar paths. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's quite an interesting topic to talk about. So, if you, yeah, there's not a right or wrong way of doing no. it. No. So, if you are a, especially a DIY musician in the chat and you are either putting together an EP or an album, something with just, you know, a selection of songs, how do you put that order together? What's your thought process? Is it just like, willy-nilly throw them all on or you must be thinking i've got to have a strong opener there or is it a familiar opener or are you hiding your best track second like normally if you had a long track say it was like a 20 minute track and it was loads jamming involved you probably put that last wouldn't you yeah you, you know what i mean late. i mean we did when we yeah did, we did we did you know we followed the same but we did it in a way and this is an interesting point of it we we set out our album tracks Kind of like we played live. Yeah. So we had this track called We Are Ghosts, which is a kind of a simple track, but it kind of builds up and it's quite loud. But it's not that complicated, but it's a good opener for a, mm-hmm. for a gig. So we've it just made sense to open the album as well. But then we had a really, like a really, uh, what was it? Ben Halstan was a slow one. We had that nearly as a kind of a secret track nearly because it's with, right before that we had the big, crazy robot meets girl i think i think if i remember this correctly and then the calm after the storm with the little acoustic track that we wouldn't probably put anywhere else in the album because it slowed it down completely but it just worked 
last secret tracks yeah secret track we were talking about this the other day in a way of easter eggs because it's easter obviously it's been easter um and i asked the question to you what is your favorite like secret track or easter egg in music can you think of can you think of that as well all these uh, things i'm asking people of <laughs> recent times um one of the you know going for the last 10 years of spotify spotify um Ill Wind. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I I've listened to that. You know. Yeah. More probably more, maybe more than every other song. Okay. Maybe my most popular. And that's you a don't, secret track. We don't really get secret tracks in the way you did years ago with the CD, where you kind of you press backwards on track one and you go to track zero, or whatever, or you wait twenty minutes after um, the last track. You got it with on Kid A, Radiohead's Kid A. At the end, there's like kind of Disney strings come in right after motion picture soundtrack that comes in for a bit, but you don't really get anything else like that nowadays. Um, no, really. I mean, because we listen to music totally different. Either that, or we just haven't found it yet because it's so secret. <laughs> well, like it'll be really well hidden. Released, I suppose, as a single on Spotify. Yeah, it's not in any way connected to Moonshape Pool. Yeah, but but it, it was a release though. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a. It's not like a secret, as in, you know, oh, we found it, we've unearthed it. No, they actually officially released it. It's not like uh, Green Day's Dookie with that all by myself song right at the end. Was that at the end or track zero? I can't remember. Anyway, I let's. I can't think of anyone else doing something like that. Border Canada are pretty good at that. Did they do that now? Or did did they do that then? I don't know of any Border Canada secret stuff. Their release schedule is largely, be, ah, you know, kind of hidden. That's interesting. Yeah, because, they might have already yeah, released. I like that. It's how they you release know, music or how they announce album. it is a kind of a secret. They have a kind of Easter egg hunt towards yeah. like that album coming out. Yeah, I remember. Look for the clues. I think that the last album they put out, I can't remember the name of it, it was a good album, but they did that and then did a stream of the album. Annoyingly, with that though. Uh, and this cuts back to um, starting with the first tracks. When they streamed the new album, they started with the new, the, the single they released, <laughs> and it was like streaming, so you couldn't skip it. And I was like, "Oh, they put that track first. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It, it worked because it was the context of the music as it was supposed to be listened to, as it was streamed. Okay, odd one. Kreechonica uh, says. Elbow Asleep in the Back doesn't have the title track in its original form. Oh. No. She goes on to say the title track only came along on special editions. That's interesting because you get different versions of tracks. Like, I never thought of us doing that either. Like, you put a single out. Would we do that? Like, would DIY musicians do that? I know Ashes in the chat, he's released a couple of singles. Would you have longer versions of those on the album or edited versions of them on the album? I like the idea. That's interesting that. because it does I, I, a new twist on it. Yeah, and I used to have mm. um, Placebo's first album. Yes, and yeah. I had a different version to what everyone else had mm. for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, but the version of, oh, God, I'm trying to think now. Nancy Boy, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my version of that on my album was 
a lot slower. Ah, uh -huh. okay. Than like the fast version that we have, you know, that was released as a single. So it was completely different. I like that. But, you know, so, and that was, yeah. really, you know, that's cool. I like um, that. You know, I like the idea of having... You can go and listen to the single if you want. And then go yeah. back to the original and go well not the original, go to the alternative version. So that happened with David Bowie a lot on the um like on the Heroes album, for example. The song Heroes is a lot longer, it's got an extra verse in it. Mm -hmm. So if, if I put that on and people are expecting to sing the, the first lyric, they're like, What the what? Um pulp um common people does the same, doesn't it? Got an extra verse on does the it? album, yeah, with roaches on the wall or whatever. He's got lyric. Yeah, it's got a completely different verse, like an extra verse. That's um, part of the chorus. Roaches on the wall. There is well, maybe not that lyric, but there is a de uh, I don't know. definitely another verse in that. Um, uh, let's go on to Ash says about. Uh, I think B sides still exist. They're just re uh, packaged as singles. Yeah, reimagined B sides. So are they still? Are they just a single, or are they just are they separate tracks, or are they bundled together? Because you, it feels like you can't put a live version of a track with something anymore. You know, it, it feels like it doesn't work like that anymore. I don't know. It's it's really all. If to be honest, there's like no rule anymore. That's the point. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to be people of our generation going. Oh, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our generation and all yeah, the ones but... before it. But we put like a rarities album on like Bandcamp, and that was just basically just everything that we just hadn't done yet or live versions, and just threw it all in one go. And then we could have just like put that to get some of those tracks together with singles, but we never really released singles. No, we did like yardsticks back in the day. Um, Katronica says the late nineties was mad for that. Also, four or five singles from the same record. Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of do that now, I suppose. You get like the mainstream artists, like the Katy Perry's and Taylor Swift, still put like a lot of singles off of their albums. Um, but yeah, back then it was all about like try and make as much money as you can from an album by keep having something on the shelves, you know. But we, I, I admit, like I bought all those. I bought. I've still got all the Radiohead singles. Um, got Creep on CD. Um, really? I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it when it came out. I got it well after the fact. I, I did a video on this channel of me going through all my Radiohead collection, and it was just like, when I was like going through, it was like, why have, why have I got all this stuff? Because you can get it every, on Spotify and all that stuff now, but I'm kind of glad I kept it. Um, Ash says, I still see hidden tracks on new releases, but they're betrayed by track lengths and time sliders. Yeah, it's true. You're going to see them a mile off, aren't you? Because the, if you've got to put it on... Uh, Spotify, you are going to see like a, the last track 20 minutes long. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, why is that track 60 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Or oh, it's just right. it's just called Secret Track. Yeah. I just remembered something. We actually made a, a track called Secret Track that we were going to put on something. And I don't think we did. It, it's actually on our Rarities album. And it just consisted. I think it was just me and Phil doing this back in the day where I just played the guitar riff. Uh, and then we went and recorded um, anything around the house. So we had a box of Maltesers like rolling <laughs> inside the bo a box. And then we recorded a, to a toilet flushing and then added some like, nice little bits of vocals and things. It wasn't, we called it a secret track. It just went out as a normal track. It wasn't that good. But yeah, I don't really? know if you remember that. How oh, do you not remember that? <laughs> so, so I don't you know. 
John says, B-sides were an intro to an album. Not all albums I want to play in its entirety, but I would love for all my albums to do this. It's true, yeah. Because if you think about it, when a band or an artist goes into the recording studio, they do record a lot of songs normally. Don't, they don't just go in and record 10 songs. Normally they record like 20, and then they pick the best ones for the album. And you'll get like the likes of Coldplay will release an EP after the fact. You know, they always do it. Like that new album they put out, we're talking about Coldplay again. They'll put an EP after with all the songs that didn't make the album, which they'll be able to spend a little bit more time on after the album's done. And mm. so I do like that. I do like the EP after the album. Mogwai do it as well. Well, I don't know if they did it on the last album. They definitely did it on the album before. Uh, got, got a few from Ashes here. The band The Tiger Lilies have released an album called COVID-19. So I, if I can get my hands on it, there's never going to be a better time to listen to it right now. I was thinking about this this morning because apparently Bon Jovi is releasing a song about the coronavirus. And, you know, you want to alter the immortal words, haven't we suffered enough? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's weird because after this, there's going to be loads of albums that you just, on songs you're just never going to be in the mood to listen to. No one's going to say, oh, what's that song on about the coronavirus? That was good, wasn't it? No one's ever going to want to listen to it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like Bono's song about uh, the French isolation. Oh, put that on. That, that was good, wasn't it? I don't know if I'm ever going to be in the mood to listen to that kind of music after we were out of this lockdown. Yeah, it's think? a bit... Um, I don't know. It's a bit like... Uh, they're like Christmas songs. Yeah. You know, a Christmas song, you'll listen to at Christmas. So maybe, you know, if Bon Jovi releases a pandemic song, maybe next pandemic will... <laughs> we'll all break it out and, you know, give it a good listen to it, it is. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I, the next pandemic. Oh, it's a. Oh, put that on. But, but Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi's coronavirus album. That suits the mood. It's it's never a good time. It's like there's never a good time to put the Schindler's List soundtrack on. You never feel like, oh, put that on. You're never going to do it. Like you watch the movie, it's great within the movie, obviously. But I'm never going to listen to it after the fact. And I'm never going to listen to Bon Jovi's coronavirus <laughs> track. You know, yeah, say that now. Say that now. It might be really good. It, it might be, it might be this generation's Bohemian Rhapsody or something. We started out talking about that that song. Maybe that one is the Bon Jovi coronavirus. Or what I will say is one of the good things that's come out of this time musically. You know, Matt Lucas. I don't know if you've heard about this. So Matt Luke, Lucas, the comedy guy, Matt Lucas. He released a song um, called Baked Potato. I said, yeah, like, a, it's a bit stars, is it? Yeah, and he says about wash your hands, and he's got lyrics in it about wash your hands and keep your distance and stuff like that. Yeah. And he released it in the NHS to raise money, he's raised a lot of money for it. And he's been getting duets, like doing duets with famous people. And the other day, he did it with Brian May, which was amazing. I was like, thought, mm -hmm. wow, this is so cool because I don't normally like these celebrity kind of you know, sing alongs and things like that. Um, the Imagine one being one of the ones that we were like, oh my God, what? Um, but that one, because it's humor and it's fun and you're getting celebrities involved in that way, I thought, oh, this is pretty good. And there's a direct kind of like, oh, give money to the NHS. Great. Um, so that was, but again, I don't think I'll listen to it after the fact, but there's going to be a good montage video of all these duets he did. You know, Brian Mace talking about 
um, being a potato. It's quite funny, actually. Um, he's singing it. Yeah, he sings with it. He's, he's playing guitar and singing. So the, it's, a, it's a duet with both parts. So it's really cool. That's way he's doing. He's not live. So he'll, I think Matt Lucas is sending his half of the video to the other person, and then they sing the other half or vice versa. That's how it works. But I, I thought it was pretty good. Like um, a, 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 br a big postal service type thing. That's quite cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of thing, yeah. Just look at Matt Lewis, Lucas's uh, Twitter feed. I, I started following him because of this. It's just so funny, but nice as well. He's, he's genuinely like quite humble about it because he, he pinned that one with Brian May to his, uh, you know, his top post and said, like, oh, I can't believe it. I got to duet with Brian May. That's, it's quite nice. I thought it was quite nice. Um, Ash says, my album has a loose narrative, so the track listing mostly follows that. Okay, there you go. Any other decisions have been made based around how one track's ending sounds against another ending. So there's a balance there, I suppose. You know, you're not going to put something that sounds completely crazy next to another one. Yeah, if but, you're um, writing a story, then you're not going to put the end first. No, exactly. Yeah, Just so get because it. the end, you know, like um, Usual Suspects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I hope I'm not going to say a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're allowed, aren't we? Uh, these yeah, days, it's, it's, everybody's it's been, seen it. Yeah, yeah. everyone's seen it. He's a ghost. <laughs> but if at the start of Usual Suspects they put um, Spacey, you know, saying hello, you know, oh, yeah, I'm Kaiser Sose, then what? Yeah, then you know the big, amazing bit of that film that everyone takes away. It's yeah. a really good film. Um, you know, having it first makes no sense. Yeah, you've got true. to build up to it, and it's, that it's a, makes it really. Special. I suppose m music is a, is a bit different. I'm I'm arguing you away now. Why am I doing? Uh, music is a bit different, I suppose, because you know you need context to get the context. So, but you can listen to it without the context. You know what I mean? You can listen to a classical piece of music without knowing what that classical music is about, and yeah, kind of get it. But you get much more if you get the context or a different, a completely different perspective of Listen how to, to enjoy it, it. Standalone or as part of its, you know, with its friend. Yeah, yeah with its friend. I like that. That's quite good. Um, Ash says, oh, God, so I'm a Radiohead again, Ash. Uh, you must know the In Rainbows OK Computer Wanted 10 secret album. What? Oh, God, yeah. What's that? The theory that they, I, th I don't, I've not looked into it that much, but. The theory that they are one of the same album or something like that, but um, or one's a response to the other, uh, but there are mix-ups on. You can look on YouTube and whatever. I've not you, heard this. Where like they put tracks in certain orders um, from in rainbows and OK Computer because uh, apparently it tells a stronger narrative or what have you. Okay, that's quite I cool. I'd never heard that. I'm going to have to look that up now because that's something I really didn't know. Um, he also says, uh, Wild Beast Smother, the title track was a B-side, and it's so good. The title track was a B-side? That's bizarre. So it wasn't a single... That's that's really weird. <laughs> I don't mind that. Uh, Nancy Boy was recorded the single. I remember that. Hitronica says. Um, one thing I want to talk about as well. Have you, have you got involved with Tim Burgess's Twitter listening party? And do you know what it is? Uh, no. Right. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna get you this Chrome tab open because it's pretty cool. 
Can you see this? I think you can. So what Tim Burgess is doing, Tim, if you don't know Tim Burgess, he's of the Charlatans. Uh, he's basically having a Twitter listening party. That's the hashtag of of like certain famous albums, but also including people who were involved with the albums, be it like a member of that band or a producer or whatever. And they'll it's a tweet along, so that every gets everyone to press play at the same time, and then they all listen through it. Um, there've been some great ones. Uh, can you see all the past ones? Um, archive. Let's have a look. Because um, Mogwai did it. Let's have a look. All right. Which one? Yeah, Mog Mogwai did the um, "Come On Die Young" because it was the anniversary the other day, and you can you click through and you can go through the whole entirety of all those tweets from those people. Um, so um, uh, Stuart from Mogwai was on there. I didn't even see. I didn't even know the Peter Band did it. I would have well listened to that. Uh, New Order. That's one I listened to the other day. It was pretty good. It's a, such a good idea. But it just made me think because there's a lot of '90s albums on here as well. Uh, Pulp, different class. I don't know if that's been on. I think it's maybe already had. But Corner Shop, and it is worth looking at it. So if we go to what's coming up soon, what day is the seventeenth? So British Sea Power with Do You Like Rock Music? That's tonight at eight pm. Um, God, Supergrass, Supergrass's I Should Coco. That's going back, isn't it? Not my favourite Supergrass album. In It For The Money was mine. I think mm -hmm. it was the second album. Um, there's so many good artists on here, though. Oasis. Uh, so Oasis did one for What's A Storm More In Glory. Um, they were done one, so they're doing one for Be Here Now as well. And the Go Team. That's a great album. That's fun to light and strike. Oh, so Darren Aronofsky as well. Okay. So they're doing watch-alongs as well, uh, where they're going to watch a movie. So Clint Mansell, who scored the music for uh, Pi, he also did Requiem for a Dream and Moon. They're doing a kind of watch-along with him. So he'll be tweeting about the music he made for it and things like that. That's such a cool idea. But I just thought, what a great idea for like what we should have done. Well, we kind of did think about it a little bit about our album because we were celebrating that anniversary we could have done a tweet along and got all of us uh, but I think I'm me, myself and Simon are the only ones who've got Twitter accounts. <laughs> I was about to say like <laughs> that would involve setting up Twitter accounts but I do I, I do think it's a great idea like you know if you're going to launch an album and you're in a band with like maybe like five people four or five people and you maybe you have got a, a little following, or as you get some people involved, have a Twitter listening party. Try it because maybe beforehand I would have went, I oh, don't know, but everyone is getting involved with this, so everyone's being kind of educated about what this is. Yeah. So a lot of people will know what it is now. You know, um, so I think, yeah. I mean, I think that it's a cool certainly idea. plays into nostalgia a little bit. I mean, some of the albums there they're coming up to thirty years old. It's cool, um, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so it's hitting a lot of people, I suppose, our age. And you're a big fan of Manson, weren't you? There's yeah. Attack of the Grey Latin they're doing on Wednesday, May the 6th. Really? Yeah. Oh, I might actually. Uh... There you go. You might come back to Twitter. And this is the power of it. This is the power, like, to bring someone like you who doesn't do social media to this. Oh, they're doing six as well. When? Uh, so it's a ninth of uh, May the 6th. On nine o'clock, they're doing Manson Attack of the Grey Latin, and a couple of days later, they're doing six. Why seven. didn't they? Why would they not do six on the six? Uh, whatever. That's a good um, point. <laughs> Idols as well, brutalism. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know what? It's just going to end up me just talking about this because I'm like, I, I get all giddy because it's quite exciting. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really like it. Have a look at that. Manston one. What's that? Six and then. Yeah. Well, what I will share this in the chat. So everyone just open this up later on or something. Because uh, it is really cool. cool. But I think I think bands should consider this as part of their kind of marketing arsenal, you know, just keep it in there somewhere. It's harder for us, like, I'm thinking about me being a social uh, social, a solo musician with my project, and I suppose, like, there's a couple of you guys in there, especially Ashley, who's solo. It's a bit harder to do things like that, because I was thinking of doing um, a watch, watch a film with me uh, a couple of weeks ago before all this came out, and I actually did a, a thumbnail and everything of me in an empty cinema, <laughs> just watching a film, and I thought, well, I don't know. It's just going to end up literally just being me, and um, it's it's a big ask to get everyone to kind of like press play at the same time on Jurassic Park or Star Wars or something like that. So, but you know, everyone's got Spotify or access to some streaming music service. Um, it's a lot easier, but it's a lot yeah. harder when you're when you're just a solo musician. Um, okay, another content comment. Uh, my uplifting track to share will be We Lost a Sea, A Gallian Gentleman, which is about walking in the freezing Antarctica, so hardly a cheerful subject. I will save that, though. I'm going to grab that. Um, I'm just going to add that to my Spotify. My uplifting track that I've been listening to over the past couple of weeks is um, is one that... What the hell did I hear? Added. I think it's from... Like memes being mm. memed, or whatever the the phrase is. You, um, but Jack Jack Stauber Stauber, I don't know how you pronounce it. I've not ever heard anyone say it. Buttercup. Buttercup. Okay. So if I put Jack yeah. and Buttercup. Okay, and this is a song you send out to people. Um, to give them good vibes, or have you got a good memory about it, or what is it? Why, why would you send this out to people? I've sent it uh, a few times oh. um, over the course of the past few weeks um, because it's quite a happy song <laughs> and it's um, quite fun to put on for the kids to work out to do their yeah. PE stuff or whatever. I love it. Um, you've got me thinking about other ones I want to send out now. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite songs of all time um, is Billy Holiday's version of These Foolish Things. It's just the words are so romantic, and the piano, it just twinkles along. The pianist, uh, the jazz pianist, I can't remember his name, who played on that track, but it's, it's such, he's amazing. And it just, oh, God, it gets me, it gets shivers when I think about that song or how beautiful that song is. And um, what's the name? Um, duh, 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 what's his you think he did a cover of it? What's uh, Brian? Brian, I can say Brian May. Brian, Brian May again. Yeah, Brian May. Brian Ferry did a brilliant cover on it and on his uh, solo album. That's such a good cover. But uh, that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, so I'd send that out because it's good vibes for me. I keep trying to do the two Ronnies thing. Uh, so yeah, just to confirm and say that was Lawrence Oates walking into the freezing Antarctic. I've saved that song. I'll have a listen to it later. Uh, so Steve Diffuser dot FM Radiohead 01 and 10. Ah, so it's all about that. Okay, I will read that later on. I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more intrigued. I thought it was going to be about um, when I saw the 
you know, the, the, I thought it was just going to be the extra disc. Because that must have been, you know, we're talking about like when a, a band goes into a recording studio and records a bunch of songs. They had loads of songs after the In Rainbow session, didn't they? Because they released that second disc. Which is good. It's just really good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I obviously haven't listened to it as much as the album, but I, I do need to go back. It's, it's all on Spotify and all the like now, isn't it? Um, the Radiohead are releasing. I, I've, I've seen this from a, a good few artists now, um, namely Radiohead and The National are uh, premiering, premier, premiering, premiering as a word. Um, a lot of their concerts, their live concerts on their YouTube channels, like Radiohead are doing it so they can attach them to their public library website, and National are doing yeah. it to kind of just like you know something to do while you're sitting in. It's quite nice because it feels like you're going to a gig. In a weird way, because you're watching it with everybody else. So the premiering, uh, prem- I can't say that word. Premiering. Premiering. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm setting setting it to premiere on YouTube so everyone can live chat at the same time. And it's a, a good way to kind of like be connected at a gig. And I thought that's, that's quite nice. So Radiohead have done it a couple of times now on, and so have the National. So that's another thing that I suppose artists can do. You know, if you've got live music, you want to premiere it. And um, have people there at the side, and to say, "Come to our, come to our gig." It might be a live performance that you haven't put out yet, or a gig you've done at home, and you can set it to premiere and have people just turn up at the same time. Set it as a Facebook event and invite people. I think don't see that enough. You know, you know people send it, setting up Facebook events. I do that for our podcast. I don't invite anyone. I just do it because I'm just trying to get used to what Facebook are doing with events. But I think it's an underutilized thing for DIY musicians who are playing gigs at home is to use Facebook event system to invite people to, for that live gig or whatever you're doing at that moment. Maybe it's an album launch. Set like a Facebook event for an album launch. Hmm. You might, you'll get a few people confused going, oh, I don't know if I can go. Good, because that's, that's, that's engagement with the post and you can educate them and say, oh, actually, it's not a gig. It's like we're doing this. And then someone else will read that and you've got engagements on the posts. It's good to confuse people sometimes. Well, <laughs> now's think. a good time to give that stuff a test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> test no, all of these things. There's no better time to ever have to test it. Yeah, than when and, everyone's stuck at home. And like we always say, it's like, don't be worried about nobody showing up or anything like that, because that that will happen. <laughs> that will happen. We certainly had no one show up when we started the first podcast. Um, Last year. I, I don't care. I'm doing it because it's I enjoy talking to yeah. you. Yeah, well, that's nice. You know, and I think you know having people then get involved and stuff is is great. Yeah, as well. But you know, if there was no one there, I wouldn't stop doing it. No, no, that's that's true. Because yeah. if I mean, we did that, then we wouldn't have made it to twenty. We would have made it to two. Two, yeah, yeah, it's true. Because when I, I used to do a gaming podcast years ago, and um we got to like 30 but we were doing it every week and oh, we do this one fortnightly and you know i really enjoyed it but the other guy and like it was cool i really enjoyed doing it I and mean, he enjoyed doing it but he was obsessed with the numbers and it was like well no one's turning up and well we weren't doing it live one like this it was a list just a listening audio one so it's a hard job to get people involved mm. and he was like well no one's listening we should stop and i was like well you're not giving it a chance you know, you gotta give it a chance. You gotta give it a chance. Um, so a lot. I, I put a video out last week about quick ways to stream, and I guess a lot of people are probably still a bit worried about. Oh, I don't want to do it because no one will turn up. 
I think just go into it knowing that no one will turn up and have a plan for it. Talk to yourself, you know, uh, just play and then go. You know, I, that happens to me on some when I'm playing music on my other channel because no one's connected to it. Um, and, and, I, I, okay. make, and it's a good time to make mistakes as well. I mean, yeah. we can say for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, the amount of time, the amount of things that we've gone through just in those 20 of oh, yeah. changes in microphones. Oh, changes yeah. in setups, changes in streaming software. It can um, always be better. We started on Google Hangouts, didn't we? And then we went to this. And I'm already, I was already thinking before this uh, that we went out today. I might try another streaming setup. Yeah, just thinking about it because I want to try other ways of doing things. Uh, OBS put out um, their version of their like a better version of OBS for Max the other day, and I was like, I used it on Tuesday to stream. And it was pretty cool because you can incorporate like on-screen visuals, like how you know all the chat and things like that, and uh, animated gifs that come up when someone subscribes or likes or stuff like that. And I thought that's quite nice and it's fun. And you know, the more you kind of use these things, the more you can kind of tell other people, "Hey, maybe try this yourself." It gives you a bit of experience. I'm always yeah. obsessed with experience. So I just think do it. Yeah, yeah. When we say yeah. that, Nike, Nike took the best ever uh, uh, catchphrase just do it they took it because <laughs> that's the best one no oh, i uh, thought i just came up with that we have one comment also the guys do comment in the chat and i'll read them out and we'll talk about them um so if you can think about an uplifting track that you'd send out to people in this lockdown crisis because it's record store day tomorrow and um, a lot of us would have went out and waited in big queues to get these really amazing records so but instead we're going to send out a good track to everyone good vibes um maybe any interesting story about those vibes another conversation we had earlier in this podcast was talking about um can an album be too top heavy with singles or not or doesn't it matter that was a quite an interesting discussion and um, so ashley says uplifting track from me is craig finn something to hope for okay i'm gonna add that ash you know i'm gonna add your stuff Weirdly enough, Ash, I heard one of oh, what was that guy you recommended the other day, Baxter? I keep thinking Baxter Stockman, it's a character from the Turtles cartoons. Uh, that one of his tracks was on BBC Six, and in that context, it was like, oh, this song's really good. <laughs> I quite liked it. Uh, Craig Finn, um, something that's oh, going on. My bag, I have a, I have a playlist called The Bag. And in, in that way, it's like it's not. I don't have a playlist called new songs. I, I call this playlist the bag, and it's I just put odd songs that people recommend to me. So when I'm looking for something to kind of rummage around, just to throw on, I, I throw that on. Um, Is it public? No, it's not. Because no. it's like it's, it's random, isn't it? It's a random playlist. So I, yeah, just do just do it. Was Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> that was <laughs> the just do it phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do your best, Emperor Palpatine? Just do it. That's quite... Oh, because you've got to get it at the end. You like it? Yes, do it. Yes, do it. <laughs> it's not a, a, an impression that I... Mine's more like Cartman or something. Mine goes like, yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. Very Cartman. Uh, albums are only top heavy if Steve is trying to listen to an a full album. In <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> it's true. Okay, well, well, okay. I'm trying to pick up an album. I've got some CDs here. I'm going to go through them, and they're probably some albums that you know. Right. Right. Apart from this movie killers one, I don't know if you remember that, or the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie top soundtrack. That's really <laughs> top okay, Doves. Dove started with some cities, and it was the. Do you know what? That's a good idea, actually. Starting with the name of the album, that's an interesting one. But it doesn't have to be a single. So the Doves started with some cities, and that wasn't an, 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 uh, a single, I believe it wasn't anyway. But yeah, the Benz was Radio had started with. Oh, mind you, yeah, the Benz. Yeah, that was no. the name of the album. Yeah, but that was second track, wasn't it? After Plant Tenex. Yeah, is that their only album? Pablo Honey, The Benz. It is. That's Open their computer, only album. Hail to the um, Kid A, Amnesiac, um, oh, Hail to the Thief. Um, Hail to the Thief. Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. In Rainbows and um, what's the other one? Moonshine. No, the one before that. The one with like seven tracks on it. Oh, With yeah. Codex. Uh, King of Limbs. Kingling. Yeah, um, Pulp Fiction. Okay, another Doves album. Starts with Fire Sweet, not a single. Oasis. Uh, do you know what I mean? That was a single. And to be honest, that was probably too big of a single for them because they spent so much money on this big, giant, bombastic owl, um, video with like helicopters and everything like that. So that was a massive single. Um, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Show Your Bones. Gold Lion, single. Oh, starts with that. <laughs> Rock set. How Do You Do? I think that was a single. M83, you appearing, wasn't a single. Nirvana Unplugged, About a Girl. I don't know if they released any singles off the Unplugged album. No. That, it was just just as is. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you think is the opening track of Bat Out of Hell 2 by Meatloaf? Name uh, name a 90s Meatloaf song. Bat Out of Hell. A 90s one? That's 80s. Late it? 70s. Yeah. What was the big 90s meatloaf song? I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the is opening it, track. Is that the opening track? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I knew the whole album, but it is a bit top heavy because that track's like 10 minutes. The, the album version's way low. Because you have a radio edit. If we're talking about different versions of songs, then you have a radio edit. So that had a big like uh, motorbike starting up, which was actually a guitar effect. I can't remember who'd done it. It was Todd, Todd Rugman, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, as Favoured Tell starts with uh, Rich. I think that was a single. That's a single. Yeah. Automatic for the People. Was Drive a single? Probably was. I know it so well, so I don't know if it's single. Don't know. Great album. Uh, so that didn't prove anything. That just proved that some did, some didn't. Nirvana, never mind. What's that start with? Oh, to me, it smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Oh, God, it does. Okay. You're right. I think you'll find that a hell of a lot of albums. Hey, it's Suede definitely coming up. Yeah. Trash. That's a probably biggest is, song. Is that on the first track? I love that yeah. song. That's a great track. God, we should go over nineties albums sometimes. Because the nineties has kind of become on vogue again, you know? It's like it's kind of cool to, to like the nineties again. But In okay. fact, all suede albums started with a uh, single. Every single one of them. As of it's, you know what? It's subjective to 
the artists what you want to do, what you're trying to achieve with the album. If you're trying to make single sales and all that stuff, and you, some people don't want to have a concept album, they just want to have a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Just start with a little bit of razzle dazzle. Yeah, razzle dazzle. Yeah, yeah. But it is important to have an opener. I can't think of any albums that don't have a big opener that are just like like a really somber track, unless um, it's a somber track that lasts for a minute. You know, it's like a short enough length. It's it's a bizarre one. Um, so I wrote here um, another three weeks in. That's the name of this podcast this week. Another three weeks in because we've got three more weeks of the lockdown. Um, did you manage to do any music? Of the last, since the last time I spoke to you, I restrung a ukulele. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because my son wanted to see whether scissors, oh no, would work on a, a string, oh. and they did. Funny enough. Um, so yeah, I did here? that. Uh, I've just been messing around, you know, just finding stuff to do and and things, but. Literally had no time. Yeah, it's, I'm still. It's yeah, been more focused on cooking. I'll be honest. Are you saying? Yeah, you sent me a picture of some nice bread you made. That I said looked like an ancient potato. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. So it's stuff like that. We've been, yeah. you know, focusing on on things like that. But that's fair enough because you've got a family. You know, you've got two kids to look after and entertain, or try to entertain. Uh, I'm at a horrible age as well. Yeah, but you're saying they're just really hungry all the time. Yeah, they're really hungry all the time. Is it hungry or the bored? You know, is it? Like, oh, a I'm bored. I want food because food they is want entertaining. Entertaining to a certain extent, but they also want independence. They want you to go yeah. away. But because they're both six years old, you know, they've got a whole different dynamic of, you know, being twins. So they completely argue all the time and hate each other. And love each other, and then oh. hate each other. I mean, this morning I had to break up a fight over um, Nintendo Switch. Who had the blue controller? Who had the red controller? Oh, really? Wow! Yeah. The color was the the issue. Yeah. My God. Well, so, uh, yeah, that every day for the past two weeks. Well, I, I've, I've still been doing music, obviously. I'm waiting for any music that you send me that we can work on together. Obviously, I'm just waiting for that. Um, but my I, obviously, with Why to Follow, I've stopped doing stuff with Barry for the time being because of the stuff I want to do with him involves us being in the room um, together. So my solo stuff, I was working on some music that was going to be connected to my book project. But I, I mentioned this on Tuesday. I've rebooted it. Um, and normally when I do that, the next day, I'm like, why did I do that? I didn't delete it. Um, but the next day, I'm like, because oh, I just decided I'm going to start again. Because I felt like I was writing music out like on the guitar and things like that. But as soon as I went to the computer, I was just it was turning into something else. It was getting in the way of the creativity. So I've kind of started again um, because I want to do this properly. And I just felt like a bit dishonest to myself. But it, I don't know, like any of you guys out there, you make music or do any creative projects when you start again do you feel how do you feel about that do you feel like oh god i might start again or do you feel quite excited you know because you've decided right then that wasn't good enough or whatever or that wasn't the the, the, the thought process or the 
kind of direction it wants to go in. How do you feel about starting again? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Or because normally when I do this, a couple of days later, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't believe I'm in this position. I can't. Why did I do that? But normally I've deleted the project because <laughs> I'm, I'm very self-destructive. But this time I didn't do that, and I've just filed it away. But now I've started again. It feels way better. Can you understand that? Does that does that make sense? No, to you? I do understand it. Yeah, I don't think it's a. I think deleting it is a yeah. bad thing. Maybe that's why I don't feel as bad because yeah. I've done that. Because then you've got uh, you, you've made something, and uh, you know, there's no point in deleting it just yeah. because you. It might get used for something else in the future, or as like it an exclusive. Be. Yeah, that's it. It's got a chance then to survive in some way. Yeah. Um, um, but I don't think, you know, uh, starting everything anew, starting afresh, oh, no, can't do this anymore. I'm going to change it and things. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I'm very much like, I suppose I've got some weird OCD with that to the extent of like, I have to move around my room. If you watch any of my videos on this channel, um, you'll see that every month my room moves around <laughs> because I just, I can't stay put. And if I get a, a different train of thought, it's like the room has to move around with my mind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or I have to tidy up things. And that, I think that's definitely with this project as well. I have to kind of just start a, start things. Um, Ash says, I start again all the time. And honestly, all of my best work is stuff that I make on the fly in a spurt of the energy rather than what I over labor on. I think that's kind of true as well, I suppose, because I was spending too much time on this thing. That it just it it probably just became I don't know too stressful. I was thinking about it too much, or it wasn't working out the way I wanted it to go, and so to keep hacking away, and I was like, well, it feels like I'm doing an injustice to the the project I'm trying to do. It didn't mm. feel very honest because, like, uh, you know, I've been pulling out these themes, this book I'm working on, and and a lot of time I'll play the music outside of the computer or whatever, but I wasn't really converting it. And I wasn't spending the time with the actual ideas, I suppose. I was just trying to build something and go, oh, this is connected. And I, I don't know. One mm. of those things that kept me up at night a little bit, like, I could do this better. I could do this better. And I'll be something that, because I'll be something I'll be really proud of because I put my thoughts and ideas into it properly. Yeah, uh, then then do it better. Yeah, I've, I've done it. I've, start, I've started I started again. Um Good. But I'm going to chronicle all of this on the on the channel. I'm, I'm, I said this on Tuesday. I'm going to put a video out. I'm currently writing together now about, and it's going to be out in a couple of weeks about this project and how what are my thoughts and feelings and how I've put it together and my plans, the trials and tribulations of it. Uh, so Dave says, kind of news. I recorded an audio ad to run on Spotify. Apparently, you can run them on there for a modest fee. Never really thought about running an ad on Spotify. Um, at the moment, I'm on the free Spotify. You're not, so we, we're best of both worlds here. Um, the, uh, I, I saw, never. I saw a YouTube video of somebody saying that they recorded a, a Spotify ad, and I had no idea what it was. Or, you know, I knew that ads existed, but I thought mm. they came from like ad agencies and things. Oh no, you can do them yourself, yeah. So him saying that actually, all right, yeah, that connects yeah. a dot um, and things. His ad was um, basically just making horrible noise and then screaming, "Pay for premium." Oh yeah, this that's is, what yeah. his ad was. 
So I, I don't I don't understand what the process is, but yeah, pretty cool. In my experience, the ads I've been shown or you know get in the way of your playlist or wherever you're playing. Um, I have a Spotify telling you, "Hey, go premium." And you'll have like two of those in a row. Hey, it'd be great if you went premium, wouldn't it? You'd have to skip this advert kind of thing. Or weirdly out of place ones about like giving blood or stuff. And then now you get the NHS ones about washing your hands, which is good. But I've not, the ones about music are never the genre I listen to. So I don't know if it's that, if if that, like Dua Lipa, you know, that artist I was talking about the other week. Yeah. Um, I get ads for her new album. I would never listen to it. It's not really my kind of like, you know, avenue. I might like mm. it or whatever, but it's not really something I'm going to go and choose to listen to. But the throwing it in my face all the time, and it's like it makes me, <laughs> it makes me dislike the artist before I've ever had a chance to listen to it properly. You know what I mean? Because it's just throwing it in your face. Listen to the new album by this artist. Here's three seconds of each track that we want you to hear. Now, click the link. And I'm like, oh. But if it was something that was a bit more contextual to the music I was listening to. Like, uh, you know, Dave's putting together, and I'm sure, like, Dave, it'd be interesting to kind of get your um, views on, are you able to target certain, you know, pe people who listen to certain things? Then that's mm -hmm. more interesting, because I don't know how they're targeting, you know, me through Dua Lipa. I do listen to a lot of 80s stuff, in, in a way, but a lot of that, when I'm in the shower or something, there's stuff that kind of just pops out. Because <laughs> uh, ambient music doesn't really work well when you're in the shower. You can't hear it for a phone. Um, but anyway, we're going to get to the last bit of the show now, which is the bit we call Easy Rider. And basically, well, Justin was supposed to come up with this this week, but he's completely forgot. So if you're new to the podcast, at the end of the podcast, we have this thing called Easy Rider, where I put to Justin uh, a list of um, requests an artist has asked a gig producer um, to appear backstage, basically their rider, and I call it Easy Rider to see if you can guess. And I've got to answer yes or no for all the questions, but I'm going to read out this week's one. Very, very, very short. This artist asked for four cartons of cigarettes. Now, if you don't know what a carton of cigarettes is, that's between 200 and 400 cigarettes per carton and an assortment of adult magazines. And that's it. That's all you're getting. It never That's helps anyway. If I would have said a rhino, you'd be like, oh, it's Katy Perry. You know, you're never going to do that. Right? <laughs> and it's not Katy Perry. It's quite a good rider. Um, Anyone say... in the chat want to take part, do, and uh, I'll see it. Justin won't, so I can tell you if you're right or wrong. Um, is it a man? Um, well, the, there is a man. It, oh, it, is it a band? Yes. And there is a man in that band. Is yes. there a woman in that band? No. It's a male band. Yes. Is it hair rock? Like, was that German rock or something? <laughs> no, like Guns <laughs> oh, N' Roses. Yeah, well, it's, you're spot on. It's Guns N' Roses. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Ah. That is going to be a record. That is that, the fattest I've ever got one. That is going to be an absolute... I can't... What? Like, last just, week's one was... I, I Like, we talked about the answer, but like, a minute beforehand. Took me about and, half an hour last time. And it took you ages. And you've literally just got it. I'm actually shocked. I don't know why. 
I'm actually shocked. Uh, for the 21st episode, are you going to put together a quiz for me? Uh, yeah, well, let's see what the next two weeks throw it. Yeah, throw well, I'll, I'll remind you halfway through. I'm going to say it's going to yeah. be a bit of a not nice time, but yeah, put a well, smile face. I'm going to listen to some happy songs. Though. Happy songs. Well, because people You've have requested in the chat. Um, yeah. So, uh, at the end of every podcast, they also throw out a couple of links um, saying what we, uh, where we are. So, um, if you want to get notified of all the videos that we put out, um, the DIY Musician Guide videos, uh, me live on Tuesday and this podcast, then do join the Facebook group. It's cool. I'll put that link in there. And if you want to support the channel, um, then do look at our Patreon or my Patreon. It costs eighty three p a month to support me. Which is how much is that? Cost of two Freddos, Space Raiders. It's about one Freddo. One Freddo, maybe one yeah. Freddo. Lockdown prices. Yeah, um, yeah. um. So coming up next on Monday, I'm hoping to get a DIY musician guide video out. Um, I'm hopefully not to get that out on Tuesday. Got another live stream half nine, and uh, hopefully Thursday another video. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Uh, I have been Justin. No, I haven't. There you <laughs> I was reading your name. I, you know, you've been Justin, and I've been Stephen, aka Mr. DJ. Oh, that's nuts. We're gonna freeze right now, and we'll see you next time in another couple of weeks. Uh, anchor link down below to listen to this in an audible format. See you later, guys. Bye Thanks bye. for joining. And you did get it right, Dave. Axel Rose, a male band. How many of those could it be? Yeah, he got it right. Bye, guys. <laughs>